up, everybody? Hello and welcome. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Space Time Taco. I said taco. I even fucked that up. I was just trying to do a voice. <laughs> Let me try it again. Space Time Taco. <laughs> Why do you get so close to the mic for that? <laughs> Don't you like it? We're not doing ASMR podcast here. We could do a whole episode just with a very close mic talking. No, we're not NPR. <laughs> you know, welcome to STTPR. <laughs> Stupper. Sounds like a disease. <laughs> I know, STT, not the best shortening. <clears throat> but it works. You can sw- swap out space for snow or or, or Santa time or, or uh, <laughs> spooky time taco. Uh I don't know. I just like space-time related things and Mexican food. <laughs> Clearly. I'm mad that I started recording when I still have two burritos that I haven't eaten yet. Oh boy. We may be taking a, t- a burrito break while recording. <laughs> it happens. There are things, you know, we're not live anymore. If we did it, I want to try and get back into doing live next year. Um, I also want to spend money to get the good editing software that i used to have because if you didn't notice we never put up the last episode (laughs) i did not notice uh so the the end of this year we'll get two episodes um and then we'll get back to normal scheduled fun stuff uh next year Hmm. the plan is to get completely me get me back completely on and in on streaming again um Mm -hmm. i think it'll work we have we have things to do. I have plans. I got goals. I've got friends and fam. Okay, I don't really have family that's going to help me out with this stuff, but I have friends. <laughs> friends that are going to do shit. Um, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> long intro to say I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Nate. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to, I think, what is the last episode of the year? Yeah, this is the last Space Time Taco of t- 2021. Right, twenty one. So, yeah, twenty one. Yes. Uh, the Just year, the... the year that George Jetson is born. Oh, really? Yeah, canonically. Okay, you know what? I've been reading that like multiple times, and now I want to <laughs> actually look it up to make sure it's true. <laughs> George well, Jetson birth date. Watch, it's like twenty. Oh, it's next year. Motherfuckers lied. Well, it's not even until August of next year. This is the last year that we are allowed to accept the fact that there are no car flying cars. So no, the Jetsons may, reminds me of you know flying cars because that's the entire show. But um, every year people come up with that joke about well you're supposed to have flying cars or something, some technology in a sci-fi movie or TV show by this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a very good reason we don't have flying cars, <laughs> um, even though you know startup companies have made quote unquote flying cars. They're more or less just drones that you can sit in. Um, that's a flying car. We have know. enough. We have enough trouble navigating two axes on a regular basis. Adding a third to that just screws with the whole thing. Um, and the last thing I want is someone's automobile just falling in my backyard. So, <laughs> yeah, makes right. Man, that, that, that makes sense. I can't talk today. Uh, I mean, for those that didn't join us last night, um, and by last night I mean Christmas, Christmas night. Um, 
me and my wife, Kim, uh, decided to drink through an entire 24-day Advent wine calendar um, while playing some escape games, puzzle, puzzle room escape games. Um, and then Kim tapped out. Nate <laughs> swung by and joined for the last couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we had a great time, and um, I'm a little bit exhausted still. Uh, <laughs> I will say, no hangover. I somehow did not have a hangover. No, well, you never got into that moonshine. I didn't. It's seriously sitting right <laughs> on my desk still. It, it looks disgusting right now. Oh. Well. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. The lid. Was that the mason jar unsealing? <laughs> the lid popped. Oh no. That's not good. Oh, it's like oh. Is it rank? I mean it's it's moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, does it smell like rotten? <laughs> no, no, it's not rotten. The reason it does that is because of what I was trying to say is inside why it looks disgusting and there's like little white things floating around. Uh, those are Sour Patch Watermelon. Um, which I decided to put in there Christmas Eve while at family. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, have not gone into it yet. I might do it. <laughs> not right now. No. I'm not drinking for at least 24 hours. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. What what how, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm completely lost. I've already lost complete train of thought. It's the well, end of the year. It's one of the you know nothing big big is happening. Um, no real news besides like announcements of things that are coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, just wrap up. We didn't even do. We're not even doing like a year. We might do that. Hmm. Well, I mean, our year in 2021 can be wrapped up pretty quickly <laughs> um so as far as 2021 for space time taco goes we we did some things we do every year of course we did our 24-hour extra life uh stream yeah, we i think we raised even 1k yeah yeah so we had an even 1k on that so thank you to everyone who donated and participated in that stream it's a big part of our year every year and we appreciate everyone who participates in that um, participation. Yes, I did some more regular streaming this year on the on our Twitch channel. And I feel like um, you did more streaming than you even used to before. Oh yeah, I did a lot more streaming. Well, it was more consistent this year. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time earlier in the month where I did take a break, um, but I got back into it, and we finished in this year. Not even it didn't even take me the whole year to do it, but we finished in this year the Mass Effect trilogy on our stream. So, again, thank you to everyone who stopped by and watched that. Thank you especially to Leslie, who rated the stream for me. Uh, not last stream, but the stream before that. That was a big help. Um, no, Ma I think Maki did. Oh, Maki, sorry. Maki did rate yeah. it. Yeah. Maki, thank you. Um, but thank you, Leslie, also for participating in all the stuff that we've involved you in this year as well. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she likes to call herself the, uh, the <laughs> oh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> not temp taco I don't mm -hmm. remember she calls herself something well we appreciate 
every one of our people. I guess we can call you fans at this point if you stuck around for this long. Yeah. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope that next year going forward we put out even more content we you enjoy. We've got stuff in the pipeline, stuff that we've always wanted to do but haven't really had time to. And if this um, is your first ever episode, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also welcome. We do this yes. usually every other week. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously holidays, it gets weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, we do have, we have lots of things in the hopefully unclogged pipeline. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, like we're, said, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're, we've got people on the team. We've, we're trying to bring people back into the fold and we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dave is still around. He's just mm -hmm. doing stuff. He's got stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did. I don't know if you, uh. I keep saying opened your Steam present, your Christmas present, um, because I don't like I buying real things for people. I like buying people <laughs> games from Steam. Um, <laughs> but I got him uh, Inscription, which is a game that the moment it got announced, I'm like, that is a Dave-ass fucking game. Um, <laughs> I sent it to him. He accepted it. He messaged me immediately being like, dude, I made a note of this game two months ago and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> And then later that night, he texted me saying, I've been playing this game for four hours straight. I needed to stop myself so I could go have Christmas <laughs> Christmas with my family. <laughs> I'm like, I made a good decision. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone who got gifts from you appreciates them. Um, I know I appreciate mine, and I'm probably going to have some fun with Remnant from the Ashes. You're not going to have fun with uh, Anime Standing? I'll have a lot of fun with that. I just won't say what kind of fun. Um, <laughs> you may be able to watch Nate's stream on our Pornhub channel. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's not a career ruiner at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely no face cam. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's been... What? Like even... Uh, I was even thinking about trying to put together... And we can still do it. Uh, in January, but put together a a uh, best of kind of thing just for movies, TV, and all that in games. Yeah, but I we've feel done like, that in the past. I feel like that's, I I can do it for TV and movies, but I feel like mm -hmm. I have not played enough video games this past year. Um, like I can I, do it for games, but that's only because there are maybe five games I played this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. I can't. But remember. they were all really good. It, it's really bad too because the way my mind is, mind processes it, I forget. Basically, before and after the move, I don't remember what came. Like everything that happened before we moved this year, I don't mm -hmm. remember what I played. Like it's just completely yeah. out of my mind, and that was half the year almost, or yeah, just about half the year. Um, yeah. Well, that's just the thing people brains do. It's like when you walk into a room and forget what you were looking for. Yeah, just speaking of that now, it's right in front of me. Fucking Pokemon Snap. The new <laughs> Pokemon Snap came out this year. I completely forgot about it. And it's been on mm. my desk, literally in front of my face. I haven't touched my Switch in almost the entire year. Yeah. I, uh, I again, Game Pass has been a, has a, been a godsend. Endless yeah. games for me to just hop in, play like five minutes of. If I like it, I keep it playing. If I don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. Well, they still have a big sale going on on Xbox right now. Um, it's an up to 50% off sale. I believe that runs into early next month. I think it ends on, I don't know if it's the 2nd or the 12th. I can't quite remember. Yeah. Um, um, 
But there's a lot of good stuff on there. On a major discount, one of the best things on there, the entire Tomb Raider trilogy is on there for like thirty bucks. Um, I got a few games off of there that I plan on picking up, maybe streaming. We'll see. I don't know if I want to do another complete trilogy stream. That was that was daunting. Um, but that's mostly because of the density of those games to begin with. Um, Mass Effect is a massive trilogy of games to go through, and it was more than I bargained for. <laughs> yeah. Not to have fun. I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite game series of all time. But it uh, it took a large chunk out of my life. Did you just throw up the vaporwave background? Well, Wall Street? when I threw up, because I <laughs> obviously the way we record, I just record his mm-hmm. video capture and all the audio capture through a uh, Discord call. Um, mm. But because of that, I can't share my camera direct feed unless... I go through other hoops that I don't feel like going through. <laughs> um, so I pull up the OBS has the virtual cam, so I can literally run whatever I want from the OBS feed into Discord as the virtual as my camera. <laughs> and because it automatic it automatically put in the uh, the background, and mm-hmm. I have a main the obviously if you've ever watched the podcast the main background is just green, so it literally just keys that out and boom the entire screen except for two circles <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, acceptable <laughs> there's uh streamer foot pedals that everyone's buying now oh god <clears throat> what what's so bad about hitting buttons on a, on a keypad right in front of you well to be fair i mean yes a stream deck is highly programmable it has a lot of features in it but it, those things are expensive for what they are <laughs> um true the foot pedal kits, I mean, I can find one on Amazon for like 50 bucks. Really? And you just program it with a macro and just literally with your feet without even removing your hand. A lot of people who use them are streamers who do stuff like FPS games where they can't really afford to take their hands off the keyboard um, <clears throat> or do other things like that. So I would like that just to do the click between like the, um, oh, what is it? Whenever I go from. Uh, different scenes in OBS. Yeah, I, but I'm also thinking of... Hold on, let me see if I can just do it real quick. I have to make <laughs> the scene because I don't have the scene set anymore. Um, <laughs> come on. Yeah, pretend this is happening in very slow motion and I'm actually doing this really, really quickly and <laughs> nothing is happening in between. So you're uh, going to time lapse it afterwards. <laughs> okay. And then I get rid of that. And then I just go... It's like when you're in the middle of a stream and you go, ah, what? I don't even want to <laughs> And then you cut back to the thing. And for those that are just listening to it, I just went to a full face cam. Yes. And I used to have that. I used to have that set to a button where I would literally be like, what's up? What's up? Oh, oh my God. Hey. And then back. <laughs> I missed that. I need to redo that. Yes. I just did, actually. So, well, fuck it. I already did it without even planning. I don't know. Um, anyway... Nate, what have you been watching, slash reading, <laughs> slash playing lately? Yeah, well, just to kick it off here, something very light to start us out here. Um, I found a new manga that I really like. Um, the Japanese title is Boku no Suma wa Kanjo Ganai, which is My Wife Has No Emotion. Um, it's a really cute, wholesome, kind of rom-com manga. Um, but the gist of it is, is this guy buys essentially a cooking robot, like a housekeeping robot. Mm-hmm. Um, whose name is Mina. 
and she's basically treated as like in this world as a house appliance, more or less. Her job is to cook food. That's really all she she's programmed to do. Um, I was going to say she basically Rosie from the Jetsons because I'm just now on the Jetsons mind train. Yes, kind of. Um, but cute, I'm guessing, because it's, it's a manga. But, and this is going to sound really weird to a lot of people because I'm saying this without context. If you read the manga, it kind of makes sense. But the reason why it's called My Wife Has No Emotion oh, no. is because the guy ends up basically marrying this robot. <laughs> um, who, in her own way, grows and learns more about human interaction throughout the manga. Does she eventually um, get any emotion? Or show any kind of emotion? She kind of does. She has this weird little quirk where she's actually very smug. But because she talks like a robot would in a very monotone way, the way she shows it is by trying to lift her chin up above the head level of other people. So she's constantly just doing this <laughs> and looking up <laughs> every time she gets praised or is trying to be smug. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> she gets some upgrades later on to let her be taller so she can reach things easier. Um, <clears throat> like permanently she... taller or just adjustable it's adjustable. Okay. Um, go, go gadget legs. Yes. But she, uh, she uses that to sort of lord her height over other people a lot. Um, but it's only up to chapter 28, which released just on the 20th, six days ago. Um, if you like wholesome stuff, it's probably worth a read, even though given that weird premise, I can see how it would be a turnoff for a lot of people. But nothing in the manga gets very lewd or sexual or anything like that. It's very straight up just wholesome manga stuff. You just turned off um, like 80% of manga readers that I know. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I like it. It's fun. Um, the last chapter actually got pretty fucking scary. Um, because they're dealing with this crazy woman who basically wants to, I don't know, hurt this robot, more or less. Um does not like her at all and wants to see her destroyed. Wow. So does some crazy stuff to that effect. Um, but I like it. It's a good read. Um, it's a light read, too. It's not very lengthy on dialogue or text. Um, beyond that, uh, as far as playing stuff, nothing really. Nothing that I haven't already bought up before. Yeah, nothing there's, other than... Um... Yeah. There's a holiday event... Well, Mass Effect we completed. There's a holiday event going on in Horizon 5 right now, which is actually pretty fun. They turned the entire soccer stadium that's kind of in the middle of the map into an ice rink. Um, then there's some cool stuff to do in there. Um, they added a bunch of Christmas trees and candy canes and presents of snowmen around various areas that you have to basically destroy to get certain rewards. Um, and there is a special event going on right now alongside the season where there's a gift feature in Horizon 5, um, a gift drop feature, where if you have a car you don't particularly want, or say a duplicate car, you can gift it to another player, and it appears as a barn find on their list. Um, and so, um, the way that this works is there's a bar to fill up, basically, for gifts all the way to the end of the season. It's a global gift kind of challenge. So okay. If people give, the more that bar fills up, and everyone's already got the first global reward, which is a gingerbread man outfit, gingerbread man suit, um, and then there's an unknown car that we'll get if we fill the bar completely up. An unknown um, car. 
Yeah. They added something to the Forzathon shop as well, where once per day, every day, you can use your Forzathon, Forzathon. points. To, it's called Forzathon. <laughs> you can use the points that you've earned to basically get a car out of the Forzathon shop, not for yourself, but to gift it to another player. And that helps fill up the bar as well. Um, so they focused a lot more on community in this game, getting people to play together more often than playing by themselves. Um, because their whole horizon sort of ethos there was to make it a social racing game. Yeah. Um, and so they've added a lot of stuff in the way of helping that come up. There's still some flaws in certain things. Playground games are still not fun. They're basically little car games that you play like a flag rush game, which is like a one-sided CTF. Um, things like the infected mode and stuff like that. They're not really that greatly implemented. Um, but the other stuff they've added is really good. Things like Horizon Tour is really fun. Uh, Rivals challenges are fun. Just drive around the map with other people. Just cruising in a convoy is fun. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you're if you're a fan of Forza and you haven't picked up Horizon Five yet. I think now is the time to do it if you want to snag some good rewards. It's all free. You don't have to pay anything to get a hold of these rewards. So, you might as well jump on it while it's hot. This current season which is the winter season right now ends in three days i believe Ooh. um and i've completed the entire board in two days so <laughs> it's not hard to do as long as you just keep up with it i am um, uh, speaking of seasonal things um i know i'm not going to get to it but i've been obviously hop back in played some more halo uh and uh they have they, I think they put a hold on the original seasonal item, um, mm -hmm. and it's swapped out for something for for now, like an actual winter themed. Uh, and we, it, I know I think a lot of people think it's stupid looking, but we're we're actually kind of fans of it. Uh, it is this cool little, like, winter style uh, skin set, um, and it's for the skins, it's for the guns, um, it's for everything. And I, just, I think it looks cool, and I would definitely love to be able to unlock it, but you have to go so far into not only the regular, because there's two different uh, battle passes, basically. There's the main game pass, and then there's the seasonal pass. Um, and again, like, it's cool. I like it, but I don't like spending... I don't spend that much time in the game. I don't spend enough time in the game to make it worth it for me. Well, that's been their issue for the longest time, and... Um... Over the past two weeks, uh, some of the Halo devs did come out, um, sit down and do a whole show where they basically apologized to fans about the way that the store was implemented, about the way the battle pass was implemented, about the lack of playlist and maps and things like that. Yeah. And basically said, you know, first thing next year, we're going to start working on this stuff and getting more content out to you guys in a way that makes sense. Um, I mean, I've said it for the longest time. If the battle pass was tied to match performance, people would be much happier with it. Yeah, challenges are not the way to do a battle pass. <laughs> well, and it's it's you can do challenges. Go ahead, put challenges in. Do not make it the only way. Um, yeah. If you have a nice balance between the two, I think it can work fine. But if you're going to make it so it's solely based off of those challenges, it's just not as fun. Um, no, it's not. And I mean, I'm. I've talked about it before. I've been talking about it since, uh, fuck, what's that game called? Uh, Overwatch. Since we played Overwatch. Mm -hmm. Let me just buy the things that I want. And you can. Thankfully, yeah. there are certain skins and certain 
uh, store items that you can straight up buy. Like, they have a skin set that basically makes your makes your Spartan look like fucking Iron Man. Um, I thought it was cool. Thought it was great. Wasn't gonna buy it. Not my thing. Um, but <laughs> I did buy the. I don't know if you saw it. There is a four piece set. Um, comes with two two gun dangler things. A little. What do they call them? Uh, Ornaments. Yeah. Um, or charms. Yeah, charms. I think charms is the word they use. Um, it's yeah. Two charms. Uh, I can't remember what the second thing is, and I don't really care because all I cared about was the fact that they have cat ears. Yeah, you put cat ears on your helmet. Mm -hmm. Any helmet. Um, well, any helmet of a certain because there are three cores. It only works in the Mark Mark Seven core. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I currently have a Mark Seven core with the uh, with the cat ears because it looked fucking adorable. Um, and in my opinion, worth it. I will spend the money for something like that. Let me spend money directly on cosmetics, not on loot boxes that could possibly get me the cosmetic I want. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. A lot of people have been saying that the Halo, this Halo campaign is the best the 343 has ever put out, which is true. It's not um, saying much, though, at the same time. It's not saying much. There are definitely things that are not perfect in the campaign that they can um, do you better. Know, how, how much of it have you played? I've finish the campaign Ooh, i haven't even finished it i so how much of the collectibles did you go after everything i could see on the map <laughs> okay so you didn't go specifically in for other okay um yeah. so i am i believe a majority of the way through the game because there's a point in the game where it's like hey you can no longer go explore right yeah okay so i just got to the point in the game, and this is late game, so I will say spoilers for um, semi-spoilers. I'm not going to go straight into details, but I'm at that point in Halo Infinite where you make it to, I think it's like the torture prison or something. I can't remember. Um, it's basically you get you teleport to a location, then have to make a long stretch uh, from one spot to this like prison kind of complex thing, um, and then you are told to just survive wave after wave of enemies in this recreation of a, of a UNSC base. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so you're near the end of the game. I yeah. Think. So I think this, that level that I'm on now, once I finish mm -hmm. that, I then have that. Okay. Next mission is the no return mission. Um, well, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you're kind of at that point right now. Um, I didn't say anything <laughs> yet though. It didn't say anything, but here's the thing. You can beat the campaign and still load that file mm -hmm. and go back and get collectibles. There's, There was actually something that was spoiled to me by some YouTube videos, but one of the Grunt propaganda towers, if you beat the game and you walk up to the tower, the Grunt literally says, okay, he says something like, okay, you beat the campaign, but did you beat it on Legendary yet? <laughs> and he taunts you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um yes. Yeah, the, the towers are one of the only things I needed left to destroy everything. Um, mm -hmm. I have, at this point, I have all skulls. I, I unlocked every skull in the game. I um, don't have... Well, I have three skulls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I went ahead and... Because right now, it's not a forever thing, but you currently cannot reload missions. Um, yeah. And if... Or if and when they do that, that's one thing, but there are... I think four skulls, four or five skulls that you cannot go back and backtrack to get. There's missable skulls, there's missable audio logs in certain locations. 
Yeah, and um, those audio logs are the thing. That's the one thing I'm like, man, I don't. I'm gonna get everything else. I'm not gonna get the audio logs just because I know I've missed some. I've most likely missed some un uh, unobtainable well, ones now. That's one of the major. I know I missed an unobtainable one um, because the mission where you destroy the big laser drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in the corner of a room that I can scan from the outside of that room, but I can no longer get into that. Oh room. no. <laughs> um, have you seen the, the videos of people killing that ball, that uh, that mini oh, boss, yeah. basically? Yeah, Bassus. Um, apparently, I did it the hard way. I didn't know about all those coils being around. Um, once I found that up, I'm like, okay, time to play this on legendary now, so I can fucking destroy Bassus and like one hit. Yeah, I played. Um, um, I, I played. I just played it on the normal difficulty, but I died like four or five times in in, in that fight because I did not realize that there was a giant open room behind me. Uh, I thought it was just. I thought the entire fight was con- contained to that long that hallway basically oh no i'm like god damn this is annoying and then once i found the big room i'm like oh <laughs> hook shot battery hook shot battery yes. hook shot battery i don't need to use any weapons hook shot no. battery well that was one of the detractors from the campaign is all the bosses are basically bullet sponges um they do have unique mechanics later on in the game and you have to sort of work your way around those mechanics but for the most part it's just shoot them till they die yeah, um, I feel like the the closest that I, at least that I feel like I fought uh, mm-hmm. boss that you have to not just shoot wherever is um, mean robot dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just, a toughie. First mm-hmm. one, not too bad. That second one, god damn, that was annoying. Oh yeah, but um, no, I mean overall, it's still a fun campaign. It is the best one that three four three has put out. They did a much better job with the story this time. They're introducing new things into the Halo canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried a little. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's a tough thing to do, to introduce new stuff into the Halo canon. Because Bungie always intended it to be a trilogy. It was just fight the Covenant, fight the Flood. That was it. <laughs> um, and now we have hints that maybe the Flood will be returning. Um, we've got hints of a new alien race that's around that may even be more somehow more dangerous than the Flood and the Forerunners. Um, and we still got the Banished to deal with. Um, the forces you fight on Zeta Halo are not the only Banished forces out there. Um, so you still got that to contest with. So it's interesting to see where they go with this. Possibly in DLC that they'll release later on. Who knows? That is Um, something that I'm hoping for. Um, because we talked with, or I've talked with some people about the gameplay, um, in... Lou. Lou has not touched the campaign at all yet. We He has only played uh, the multiplayer. With the multiplayer, there are multiple settings that are unlike anything that you see in this game, in the campaign. And while, yeah, you can say, oh, it was it's a training simulation, it's a blah, 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 whatever. Um, the way that the Halo is made, there is a whole world. There is yeah. nothing saying that it is the exact same foresty hilly area around the entire halo Um, well that was the problem with the region you were contained to on this halo ring is it was fairly small and it looks like for the map design all they did was take elements of the silent cartographer from ce and just make that the whole map (laughs) Um, which is really fun to it in my opinion especially when you have the the first i highly recommend to anybody if you play this 
just immediately upgrade, put all your upgrade points into the goddamn hookshot. Uh, I know it's a grapple hook. I don't fucking care. It's a hookshot. <laughs> um, but that was like the moment it was like, hey, here are these Spartan points to do things. I'm like, all right, here you go. Uh, <laughs> give me powerful, powerful, uh, punchy ability. Um, mm. But yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed just exploring the entire world because there are little fun hidden things throughout it. Right. Uh, like, for instance, the, the easiest, in my opinion, to find skull, which is mm. um, on top of the tower, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is literally, it's like, hey, you have a grapple hook. Here's a giant tower. You're supposed to go in the inside, but you have a you have a grapple hook, so you <laughs> obviously want to climb the outside of this thing. Oh, yeah. And there's two things up at the top. There's a cool skull. Uh, I think that one was blind. I can't remember. Um, and but, there's an Easter egg up there. <laughs> there's a wonderful Easter egg for, what's his name? Craig? Greg? Craig? Yeah. Yeah. Craig, uh, the, the Jirohane metal band <laughs> oh my god it's fantastic i love it they have and if you punch his guitar you can make music yep mm. um and there's just little things like that throughout the entire uh game which oh, yeah. is fun um and like it people make fun of the fact that there's like this you have the super serious master chief and then you have whoever the fuck came up with the dialogue for grunts um mm -hmm. In in my opinion, the writing for the grunts is my favorite video game writing of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, well it speaks to. Here's the thing about Halo lore that people don't know, is as the Covenant progressed and had their fight with humans, right? If you play the games in a chronological order, and I'm talking about from like Reach, Reach onward, and, and then games like ODST and then CE and stuff like that, right? You notice that. All of the aliens, all of the Covenant that you fight, speak in their native language in the games that chronologically take place earlier. Because you get and more time progresses, Yes, as time progresses on, they actually start speaking more English. Um, the only reason that they speak English is, of course, for convenience sake. They don't want to translate everything and come up with new languages. But also because they literally have been at war with the human humans like for nearly like 50 years now yeah. and they just figured it was easier to communicate that way <laughs> it really um, is like these dumb humans are not going to try and learn our language we see how they did their own earth uh, <laughs> let's just learn this stupid language ourselves um and that's why you get fun things like when you get grunts that are yelling maybe fighting the humans was a mistake <laughs> one of the grunts yells don't kill me let me kill you yeah <laughs> Oh, there's one. I haven't come across it, but I heard a clip of it. It's a grunt, one of the suicide grunts who mm. yells, I didn't mean to turn these on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the grunts have always been hilarious. They're, they're a fun cannon fodder enemy that, yeah. when you increase the difficulty, turn into more and more of a threat as time goes on. I'll admit, just in general, using the most dangerous enemy with the, with the fucking hookshot is the grunt because mm. you will hook them mid the middle of them throwing a grenade and it sticks you <laughs> and i'm like oh, fuck, fuck and or they're they're about to throw it they drop it and hey you missed the fact that there was a uh battery right there <laughs> yeah. it was there was a battery there or other plasma grenades already oh laying on God. the ground <laughs> um no there's a lot of stuff that can blow you up unexpectedly <laughs> differently i love the 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 different types of the energy batteries i think was a great addition to the game oh yeah 
It was a great addition, and it gives you a quick way of learning that different types of, types of damage are better against different things. Yeah. Um, and also, those all of those different types basically translate to your weapon types, too. Oh, yeah. Well, like, Hard Light is an all-rounder sort of power move, but it's limited in ammo. Um, you have your kinetic weapons, which, of course, are all the UNSC stuff that are great at pulling off headshots and dealing with enemy, unshielded enemies. you got your plasma stuff, which is great at stripping shields, but not so great against health. Then you've got your brute weapons, which do a lot of damage to health and shields, but are also very limited in their ammo. <laughs> I like that they and... do really even have, like, special weapon or heavy weapon. I can't remember what the, the, oh, yeah. the ammo is. They have was. heavy weapon ammo, um, power weapon ammo, so that way you can't just hoard it. Yeah. Um, weapons like sniper rifle, gravity hammer, energy sword, rocket launcher, stuff like that, all uses heavy weapon ammo, which you only find ammo crates for in certain, usually boss fights. Um, yeah. Or if you unlock it at your your freed base things oh yeah so it's just fun there's a there's a great met there's two great metas that you can do with marines loaded up with certain weapons one of them is the laser light show where you give them all sentry beams and stick them in the back of a <laughs> back of a razor because bag. they don't run out of battery they have unlimited <laughs> no. ammo and the other one is using the special skewer that explodes on impact yeah. you stick four marines in a razorback with that skewer or five marines in this case because one's in the passenger seat yeah get if that you roll razor... up on something like there's two hunters that are guarding a skull in one of the items, one of the islands. If you roll up on those hunters, because they're like super tough hunters, they're like special hunters, you roll up on them with five fucking exploding skewers plus your sixth in your own hand, those hunters die in seconds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so the hunters, that that's something that I wanted to bring up in general. Hunters have always been the more difficult or more annoying of enemy to kill because it's like you have to get them from behind. You have to... Shoot, use certain thing or do a certain way to try and kill them, kind of thing, because um, they will wreck your shit. Uh, and one thing that they did with hunters in general, they made them faster, like yeah. smart, fast, not um, just mm -hmm. like running around faster. They will track you a lot better. You, it's a lot harder to get behind them. Um, mm -hmm. There's one of the early, or I'd say maybe quarter of the way. I don't remember. I, I'm bad at judging the progress of the game. Um, mm -hmm. But the there's a mission where you have to clear two of them, two regular hunters out before you can go into the story mission zone, basically. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I literally just hook shot, hook shot, punch them both out of the area. I'm like, all right, we're good. And it's like, you can't do this until they're dead. I'm like, fuck you. They're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even shoot me anymore. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of neat ways you can trick certain enemy types in the game now. Yeah. Um, uh, but hunters what I was saying, with the hunters, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, with the hunters in general, though, there are three different times I think you have to fight the the uh, the red hunters. Um, yeah. The one is the set, one of the, one of the sets is the, the skull, which I literally ran in, grabbed the skull, got the fuck out. I never killed those two. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'd, I'd never want to fight these guys, these kind of guys again. One of the, uh, the like, most wanted fights mm -hmm. there's a set of twin hunters that you have to kill there um yep. and i think at one point further in the story you're required to kill two red ones i don't know if it's past where i am or if i just missed it um mm -hmm. but and i know that they show up at are, one point yeah there are parts and there's there's actually a lore reason there's always two of them together so <laughs> i don't want to go berserk when you kill the other well if you have you ever looked at the actual flesh of a hunter before well they're worms yeah they're worms and so these worms they stick together to form it's like a hive mind yeah they're called legolo and when they form together into a hunter they're called megalagolo 
or Mega Let Golo, I basically. And so when they form together, they increase their intelligence overall. They're like a Gestalt intelligence. Okay. Um, and so when they get too big, they split off and they become what are called Bond pairs or Bond brothers. Oh, so it's basically so just like a, uh, cells basically reproducing almost, but in a larger, more intelligent form. Yes. Well, they're linked together mentally through a sort of high mind kind of thing. And that's why when you kill one, the other one goes berserk. Hmm. Um, but they brought back the feature. One of the best features they brought back is the fact that they have two firing modes on their cannons now. Yeah. Um, so you have to really play around that now. Um, but yeah, they can be a fun, challenging fight. I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for out of Halo. Yeah. I think anybody who enjoyed, you know, old school Halo campaigns where we're just running around a ring and killing a bunch of aliens is going to like Halo Infinite. So. I, I fucking loved what mm. I played of it so far. It, it's in my... my game of the year contention i'd say like in contention yeah. yeah uh mostly because i haven't played much but also i was i was personally blown away with this from this end yes there are a lot of issues with the multiplayer swat is now back it's called tactical something. tactical slayer yeah tactical slayer uh it's fun uh we were a little upset by the fact that it basically one they removed pistol um mm -hmm. and two it seems like it's all headshots now uh yeah it used to be a little bit more lenient with body shots, but now it really is. If you aren't going for the head, you're just wasting bullets. Um, yeah. Well, that was just weapon design across the board, period, um, with a lot of UNSC weapons in the game, is they wanted to give each weapon sort of its own niche, mm -hmm. something it was really good at doing. <laughs> so they wanted utility on these weapons instead of just plain lethality on them. Um, the battle rifle, if you land all three bursts, will kill somebody with body shots fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, this is DMR, I think, right? Yeah. Right? No, this is still a battle rifle. They don't have a DMR in Infinite. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, they replaced it with the Stalker rifle, which is a, which is a banished weapon in the game. Um, it's sort of a mix between the DMR and the Covenant Carbine from previous games. Mm. Um, but the... I mean, you can kill somebody in, I think, about five bursts to the body with a BR, which can feel like a significant amount of time when people are just headshotting you all day yeah, long. Yeah, that's, that's not what you want to do when you're playing SWAT. Um, <laughs> and we refuse, I think we called at one point, we jokingly, uh, because it's Tactical Slayer, we just called it TWAT now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's we still really enjoy it. We fucking got in, the last time we played, we played about maybe eight or nine rounds we mm -hmm. won all nine all rounds um and then we went away came back played one random game didn't do well so we're like yeah let's fuck around with the other turn <laughs> like we we did fucking great um like we got there's a there's an achievement or a medal or something for beating the other team so badly <laughs> we're like we got it cool um <laughs> I think it's just for being 20 points ahead of the other team. Yeah, something like that. It was in previous Halo games, too. It really was, though, because there's a point where you hear the music playing, and you're like, nobody's winning it. It's like, oh, we're already at halfway. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I think my one of our best rounds was we were losing. Because um, it turns out, like, our, our I think our person just was a, was AFK for... Our, third, our fourth person was just AFK for a while. Uh, and we somehow brought it back and won at the end. Um, but we had blasts. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you noticed the theater mode is working. You can now go in and watch past, and it records all of your past games. Nice. 
even the bad ones that I can't figure out how to delete that footage. <laughs> well, I'm glad theater mode is there. Hopefully we'll get a forge eventually. The the um, two things I'm most excited for still coming and they are coming um mm -hmm. is is forge mode as well as um oh my mind's blanking on what's called right now. Oh, co-op. Co-op uh multiple co campaign. co-op campaign. Um and I want to know how they're going to handle that. Mhm. Mm well, it, it'll be just like it'll be like C C E where you have a second master chief that he's just hallucinating the entire well, time. So and that's one thing. Yeah, sure, I get that. Whatever. <laughs> the question I have is how do the upgrades work? Oh yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I would like to think the way that a lot of co op games handle certain collectibles. Um Does it just give it to everybody when it's collected? Yeah. Yeah. Which would work pretty well especially when um, it comes to that part spartan point system because while yeah. yes i think both me and you had the glitch where we got more spartan points than we were supposed to um mm -hmm. they uh they are there is a limited amount of them and there's a limited amount that allows you to unlock everything um yeah. but yeah, that doesn't really work if you have to split them between <laughs> three people I think it would be beneficial if they just let one person grab collectibles and everyone got them. Mm -hmm. um, because some games do handle that poorly where it's like, basically you have to communicate with other people like, oh, there's a collectible over here that I got. Now everyone's got to run to it and yeah. grab it. That's always, uh, I always hate that. The Like Grand Theft Auto really, does that, but that makes sense. Yeah. What I'm really worried about is how they're going to deal programming side with, say, multiple objectives being completed at the same time by two different people. Um, I didn't example, even think about that. Yeah, if you go after, say, two different HVTs at the same time, right? Um, if you both call in vehicle spawns, if you, you know, all kinds of things could go wrong with that. Um, so they've really got to focus on just the basic programming side of it to allow the game basically to read these actions and catch up with See? two players. And when you think of it in that way, it makes more sense why co-op story was not right in there at the beginning um yeah because that, I, I really feel like they they tried to make sure it worked as well as it does because i'll be completely honest i love this game it is glitchy as all fuck i have yeah. fallen through the world so many times <laughs> um hold on one sec Falling through the world so many times. Um, I actually, I have video. I think I have it still saved on here. Um, I don't think I uploaded it at all. But uh, I did the ground pound, did the grapple hook ground pound, broke through the floor. Was <laughs> underground seeing everybody. I'm like, I can't shoot anybody. I can't. Nope. And then I look down and I'm like, there are different levels to this underground area, which is basically yeah. how they built the world underneath. Um mm -hmm. So I was literally just traversing underground. Got a good, <laughs> I got a good bit away from the area that I started. Um, mm -hmm. And I found a spot that I'm like, oh, I can climb up here. And there's like a wedge area almost. I literally hookshot punched back up into the world. <laughs> well, that is one way to do it. Yeah, it works. Because I'm like, I don't want to have to reload this entire area because I would have lost the progress that I had made on the... Uh, it was one of, when you have to do the multiple spires. Um, yeah. And the worst, mm -hmm. the first time that I did it, I cleared everybody, had the last boss, punched mm -hmm. him, he flew away. And then it's like, <laughs> all right, hey, 
let me unlock the door. It's like, no, you have to kill everybody. I'm like, who do I have to? And there's one red dot, and it's just up in the sky. And I walk closer to it, and it's still in the sky. And I just keep walking (laughs) close, and then it disappears. I'm like, I didn't get a notification saying that I cleared the base. He's (laughs) stuck in the geometry in space now. Because if an enemy flies off far enough, they just stay in position. They're in a static position. You have to then get closer to them for them to continue falling into the nothingness. Yep. Which happened to ha- at least half of the HVCs. <laughs> well, I find one of the funniest things about the campaign is everything takes fall damage except for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fantastic. So, like, jacking an elite out of a banshee and then breaking his shields while he falls through the air just watching him splat is hilarious every time. You don't do even it. have to break his shields. There you go. Um... I do. That might be one of my favorite things is just grapple hook into everybody, kick them out, let them die, literally jump out into the next one. Yep. It's a great way to deal with vehicles now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which it, it really is helpful when they will endlessly spawn in certain areas. Oh, yeah. No, I just... Oh, no. I mean, we've said pretty much everything we can say about Infinite at this point. <laughs> we... Turns out we really enjoyed Infinite, even the break, yeah. even with the brokenness of it. Um, so we can, we let's, can let's move on. Yeah, and let's just that, move into I'm, our uh, new segment here. Yeah, and with that real quick, I'm going to pause and have a burrito. Okay. That was a delicious burrito. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to some rapid-fire news here for everybody. We know that uh, Cowboy Bebop got canceled. Fuck you, people. Um, Fuck you, people, for not watching it. It was fun. It was a fun, good show. We could have gotten so much more. I was going to say, to the praises of some, to the sh- to the chagrin of others, um, I mean, we all know that you liked live-action Cowboy Bebop. I had parts of it I liked and parts of it I did not like. Which um, means they could have gotten better. They could have gotten better. Um, my biggest issue with the series was, of course, the characterization of both Faye and Vicious. Vicious was the worst offender of that. Wait, Faye, really? Yeah. Because it was because um, of her, her like more comedy ness or whatever? It was the comedy stuff, but also the way the comedy was written and implemented. I'm sorry, but Welcome to the Ouch Motherfuckers is not a good line. <laughs> um. I one of my favorite um ways that it was described where people were saying that they're the the new one is horrible and it's making a mockery of the original and all that uh our friend maki um she straight up is like there are five important plot episodes of the entire original cowboy bebop the rest is fucking ridiculous there's an episode where they're being hunted down by a a refrigerator monster and there's an episode (laughs) where they all get high on mushrooms yep which turns out both mine and hers, those are our favorite, our favorite episodes. <laughs> right. Well, I just think they could have done a better job with the... If they were going to turn Faye into a comedic character, just could have done a better job with the writing on that front. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vicious was cast, written, and performed extremely badly. Um, there is nothing I liked about his character the entire time I watched it, which I get it. Okay, you're supposed to hate the villain, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a villain I wanted to hate because he was a villain. He's a villain I wanted to hate because he had in the performance of his character was awful. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a realization of things, something we didn't put on here, and which kind of makes me want to bump Witcher off of this altogether. 
Excuse me. Oh, so sorry. Hawkeye. Yeah. Did you watch all of Hawkeye? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you want to not talk about Witcher and talk about Hawkeye instead? I'm judging by you erasing and putting that on there. Yes. <laughs> Bird vision. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get through the news and then we'll get over to that. <laughs> but anyway, we know that. Cowboy Bebop has been cancelled. I expect there to be fan theories and fanfics and stuff about a continuation of that show. Um, I had started watching the original anime again, and it is... I now remember it's very much a Villain of the Week sort of series. Yeah. Um, Except for, like, five connected episodes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's... I think the issue is is it being a classic anime, some people have the need to defend it and believe it is deeper than it really is. At the yeah. end of the day, it's like watching the end of Evangelion for me. That has no fucking philosophical meaning whatsoever. It is barely a watchable thing in the first place. Um, You're going to get a is, lot of hate for this. I understand. But and I've openly so, talked about how much I don't like Evangelion. It is so thoroughly disconnected from where it started to where it ends. And I'm sorry, there is no, there's nothing to gain in your brain meets from watching Evangelion. Is it a fun, like, show with some nice beats in it? Yeah. Fun? It can be fun. Okay. Um, the episode where Shinji and Asuka have to dance to sync um, their Evangelions together was a really fun episode for me. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, people have tried to dig out the meaning of, Ed of Evangelion for literal decades now, and I'm sorry, it's just not there. It's left to, it's made to be open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So I understand the need to defend it. I understand the need to defend classic anime, but don't do it at the detriment of someone else's art. Um, you know, we can say everything we want about Death Note, but I take the Death Note Netflix adaptation of a work of art of its own, and it's just a terrible work of art. It's a terrible it's, piece. It's not a work of art. It is a piece of <laughs> shit that somebody just shat out and they said, we can make this a movie for why yeah. not? But um, moving on from that, um, some announcements we did get. We did get an announcement for Arcane Season 2. If you haven't finished Arcane, Chris, go finish it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is, it's an amazing show, and I've told people, everyone has told everyone this over and over again. You do not have to be a fan of League of Legends to enjoy this show. You do not have to play the game. You do not have to understand anything about the game to enjoy Arcane by itself. Because League of Legends sucks. There's no point in wasting time playing it. I will say that... If you played some League of Legends like I have, it can enhance certain parts of your enjoyment of the show because there's certain things that show up that you'll know from the game. You'll know certain characters from the game, but it's not necessary. It's not something that I would recommend going and doing. Um, unless you're a complete total maskist, by all means, then go play League of Legends. Um, past that, we, of course, got the Sonic 2 trailer with an appearance of a more accurate depiction of Dr. Robotnik with the mustache. <laughs> and um, we got to see Knuckles in that trailer. Hell yeah. So it's interesting to see how the Knuckles, Sonic and Tails thing plays out in this film. Um, but we're getting introduced to more of the cast, and it's interesting to see how they're going to introduce it into this new universe they're setting up for Sonic. I'm very excited. Yes. And then we got our first look of Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Um, yeah. Man, Which, I am so ridiculously excited for this. No, I am too. Um, the show that Gwen Stacy... I mean, we got that sort of tease for a sequel at the end of Into the Spider-Verse. 
where Gwen Stacy opens up the portal and she's talking to Miles. Yeah. Um, and it seems like this one basically kicks off right from that point. She comes through, she's hanging out with Miles, and then I guess some bad stuff happens and they got to fix it. So the thing about that, uh, it is obviously time's taken place. Uh, whether the ending of the first movie wasn't actually supposed to be immediately after everything had been happening. Um, but it really is showing that, if, if especially people are really pointing out uh, Miles's hair, um, mm -hmm. that he definitely is not the same age. Uh, he is definitely uh, a mm -hmm. little bit grown up. Um, people are <laughs> people are really happy about his hair. I've seen that multiple <laughs> times. Uh, but she knew, she knew right? people like proper representation. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people because obviously I'm a big cartoon person i see a lot of people complain about people drawing uh non-white hairstyles poorly yeah well ubisoft still has let, yet to learn that lesson so <laughs> um but I, i'm excited for for across the spider-verse i'm glad that they're continuing that series that we didn't just get a one-off film even though the one-off film was amazing in its own right yeah. I'm glad that we're getting a continuation of that and we're going to see more of that that sweet, sweet uh, on-twos animating style. Um, I just, I love everything about it. And no, it's not Ben Day Dots for all those people out there. <laughs> it's CMYK color shifting. So <laughs> they used an error to their advantage. Um... Error. <laughs> Sorry, trying to do a thing at the same time as doing other things. That's fine. You know how I am. Last minute decisions. Because we had forgot about a thing. But I feel like 20, 2022 is going to be a good year gearing up for upcoming media. We're getting a lot of new stuff coming out that everyone's excited about. We've got a lot of highly anticipated games on their way in the next year. Um, who knows? I might have to go out and grab a PS5 just to play Forbidden West now. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still... Mm -hmm. I, I need... I want to play. I want to play both Spider-Man games. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? With the way Sony has been going, we may just have to wait and see if those things are coming to PC. Um, so everything else, there are only... The only exclusive PlayStation games that still exist, basically, at this point, are Returnal um, and both of the Spider-Man games, I think. Mm -hmm. Which well, is crazy. I think it... I think it comes down to, I mean, everything comes down to money at the end of the day. What profit can it generate, right? And yeah. so the release of those games going on to platforms like Steam is, you know Sony's getting a cut of that every time a digital copy gets sold. Yeah, and I have no problem with uh, that. Let me play the probably, fucking game. Probably a much larger cut than anyone releasing a game, say, independently on Steam would get. Or even just a small publisher releasing a game on yeah. Steam would get. Same thing um, with uh, Halo. Halo coming to... Yeah. And Halo coming to Steam. I mean, for all the people out there who have never touched Xbox in their entire lives, now they have a platform to play that on. Um, they don't have to sign up for Xbox Live to play Halo Infinite now, which is a big move forward. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, and we'll just have to see what they do in the future. Um, I think our background, my background, is interfering. <laughs> no, I hit a button. That's all. No. <laughs> um well, their faces look blurred on my screen was all. Um, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> They're fine on mine. They just weren't supposed to be on there yet. <laughs> but, 
beyond that, like I said, a lot of good stuff is coming up soon. Um, I'm waiting on more news to put into our notes so we can hit you with more of that. Trying to get up to date and see when stuff is coming out so we can let you know as soon as possible. Um, I'm telling other you, than that, the dream would be able to just have a daily news thing, daily news yeah. podcast. Not even record as a podcast, but like have it go up either on YouTube or, or just literally just do it on YouTube or uh, Twitch. But neither of us have the time nor the money to be able to do that. No. But if you want to help us do that, uh, donation links all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> they're in the thingy below. They're in the other thingy below. They're on the screen. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that on YouTube. I'll find out. We'll find out. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we Let's, talked about uh, everything. Okay, cool. Yes. We are officially moving into spoiler territory <laughs> for our first so spoiler if, ready go yes if you have not watched hawkeye now is your time to back out <laughs> to bow out um because we're going through this kind of step by step here we're going, um, fuck that we're going through rapid style we don't need to focus too much yeah rapid style <laughs> for, okay first off before we hit the super spoiler parts what did you think mm-hmm. what did you think of hawkeye in general i liked it a lot I didn't like it as much as some other things that Marvel has put out for series. Um, that's more because I'm into the the grand spectacle superhero fights, which, of course, you can't really do in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did with what they had was pretty good. Um, and I'm glad that we're getting both the introduction of a new character and the more of the backstory and characterization of an old character that we didn't get a lot of in the films. Weirdly, um, we're getting... Obviously, you go ahead, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Well, we get that. We get the return of sort of what is the introduction to possibly an upcoming Daredevil series. It's not been announced, but we got one character that showed up in the new Spider-Man film. We got another character. We're not there yet. I'm not going to say who it is. (laughs) Um, But we got the return of another character in Hawkeye as well, played by the same actor who played him before. Um, So we're seeing Marvel really reach into their library of properties here and just honestly pull rabbits out of their hat every single time. Um, I can say that everything about the series makes it worth watching. It's a little bit slow-paced at the start, but it really picks up uh, fairly early on, actually. And you get kind of everything you want out of it. You get action, you get a bit of mystery in there, you get a bit of conspiracy in there. Um, You get some pretty good plot twist in there. Um, And you get the reintroduction of some old characters from other Marvel properties as well. Um, And for anyone who's just out there watching Marvel movies as they come out, that's one way to experience the Marvel universe, but everything on Disney plus right now that is Marvel property enhances your experience of that universe tenfold because you get so much content in between. that's going to make a lot of these movies make a lot more sense. I convinced Dave who would not watch what if to go and watch episodes of what if, so he could understand the end credit scene of <laughs> Spider-Man. So <laughs> again, not there yet. <laughs> no, we're not there yet, but there's stuff in what if that gives you some context yeah um yeah i really enjoyed it uh i i don't even want to try and rank the disney plus shows because 
I've enjoyed so much of it, them all so much. Um, and like I, I can enjoy like I do love the big, like the the WandaVision Loki level kind of out there mm-hmm. space stuff, magic and all that, um, superpowers kind of stuff. Um, but I also really do enjoy the like ground level stuff, which is why I really enjoyed like the Netflix series uh, for mm-hmm. the most part. Because yes, most of them do have powers. But yeah. it's still ground level superhero stuff. Um, mm. I, because you were talking about introductions and exploration of characters that existed already, um, we get we get two new characters that are, one already has a confirmed series with Echo. Um, mm-hmm. With Kate, she is ob- very obviously going to be Hawkeye moving forward. Whether it's uh, Clint is fully out of the picture. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I might think he'd still be hanging around and maybe be like the 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 father leader mm-hmm. person, dude. Um, but we also weirdly got obviously exploration of more Clint's history. But Clint's wife now is the first official decanonization of mm-hmm. Agents of Shield. Yeah. Because her character is revealed to be a past uh, mm-hmm. Shield agent, um, yeah. Who in the, it lists in the credits? I think they actually list her as Agent Nineteen or something like that. Um, yeah. I can't remember the exact number, but it is the same character agent number as one of the characters from Agents of Shield. Uh, so it's like, oh well, fuck. <laughs> no hope for that. I never expected it to be canon. I would love for certain people to come back. Um, but overall, I, it's just a fun show. Plus we're in the world where there's multiverse and that's not spoilers for, for Spider-Man. That's just, we literally watched an entire season of a show that was like, Hey, the multiverse exists now. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed getting Vincent D'Onofrio back as, uh, Mm -hmm. Kingpin. And I'm excited because yes, spoilers he gets shot at the end but if there's one rule that you should always follow is if it doesn't happen on screen it doesn't happen um so he's definitely not dead and if you no. go into the comic material source material he doesn't get killed by by her mm-hmm. he gets blinded or some shit like yeah. that um which is funny because like <laughs> that that puts mm-hmm. him up there with uh his past best friend daredevil mm-hmm. um but <laughs> The thing about him, people are trying to be like, is it the original? Is it the Daredevil? Uh, is it the Netflix Daredevil Kingpin? Is it a new Kingpin? And mm-hmm. he did an interview where people took it, took what he said as he is playing the same exact character. It's mm-hmm. more of he is playing the character the same way in this universe. Yeah. So it's basically just think of a variant version of what you saw him do in Netflix. Um, well what Vincent D'Onofrio brings to that performance is a kind of awkwardness to it that sort of grounds Kingpin and his confidence really has to come through that awkwardness mm-hmm. um, because he knows he's a beast. Yeah. I mean, well, but... and that's the one thing people, people are pointing out. He has that stronger, like, Mm-hmm. defensive thicker skin kind of thing he literally takes a, an arrow to the chest and is just like bitch uh, gets he gets shot in the chest by it with an arrow gets 
hit through a wall by a car. Uh, he mm-hmm. has a bomb explode in his face, and it's he's fine. He gets up, he walks her out off, and people are like, "Oh, he's dead from a gunshot." I'm like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> no." <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but Kingpin's Kingpin's always been a tough dude. He's super strong. He's super tough. Um, even in the original Daredevil and Defenders series from Netflix, we got a fight with him between Daredevil, who just knocks people out cold with his bare hands, and a fight with Punisher in a prison. He literally kills people with like split off pieces of two by four. So <laughs> no, Kingpin's a tough dude. And I mean, in that fight scene, he wastes the fuck out of Punisher. Like yeah. lets him get his hits in. And he's like, Oh, you thought that was something. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm excited to see what they're doing. Um, it is nice to see characters that we like come back for, with the same actor. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that we're getting into worlds that have already got a, kind of got a connection to those characters to see what could possibly co- be coming up next. Um, yep. I Really, I'm just excited to see everybody. Mostly, I like I love Kate Bishop. I really enjoyed... Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name right now. Actress. What's her name? Haley Steinfeld. Thank you. Uh... Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. I think she is perfect for this world in the energy that is Marvel Cinematic Universe shit. Um, <laughs> but more than anything, I was so happy to have Yelena back. Y- oh, Yelena yeah. is the best thing from the 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 uh, Black Widow movie. I am happy mm-hmm. she's back. I am excited to see her in anything that she's fucking in at all. Um, well, Florence Pugh is doing a great job. I mean, she is more or less a stone cold killer, but she's done it for so long and it's been such an ingrained part of her life that it doesn't override her normal personality. Yeah. It's just become part of her now. <laughs> yeah, like the the scenes between them when like Kate is literally like, "Hey, don't do this. Let's let's go gra- grab a drink." It's 100% she wants to go. She's like, "Yeah, sure. Let me go kill mm-hmm. Clint and then we'll grab a drink." Yeah. She's she's 100% on mission all the time, but she is she's still a person at the end of the day. She's not just a robot yeah. out there killing people. And God, and that then, scene of her uh, dusting and reappearing was fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, like and I uh, we I think we've all talked about how much we love that scene from mm-hmm. uh, WandaVision when we got to see people snap back. Um, yep. The way that they did it this time with her coming back in the the house basically catching up with her kind of thing um nope. i really enjoyed that uh obviously we're getting different different directors different takes on mm-hmm. certain things so it is a little bit if you if you look too much or think about it too much it's like well that's not what happened in the other thing fuck you yeah. um you can well you if, gotta, i was gonna say that was also hospitals many, hospitals don't get painted that much yeah, i mean hey how much <laughs> hospital changes in five years versus a house changing in five years they still have like decade-old newspapers in the waiting room i mean at the end of the day i think the scene was handled excellently um and it gave us context for the being snapped back is these people have no memory of what happened to them yeah for them you know five was years was literally like a second um, and so they've literally been erased from existence and then put back where they were <laughs> with no recollection of why this happened to them in the first place. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's functionally like going into a coma for five years. <laughs> um, 
but I, I enjoyed it. I I love Florence Pugh as Elena. She's doing a bang-up job with that character. I love Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop doing a, an amazing job with that. Yeah. And getting to see Jer- Jeremy Renner have as much screen time as he does. He's a good actor, and he's a good action actor at that. But getting to see him portray more emotion on the screen than what I'm used to seeing him in. Like, I um, understand why there were, at one time, he was in talks to possibly take over for um, uh, Short Boy from Mission Impossible. Oh. Tom uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I got there eventually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I could see him doing that kind of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And because it really is, he does he does that, like, does some stupid shit, hurts himself, and fucking laughs it off half the time. There we go. <laughs> I think he's he's a great actor in his own right, and the entire story is about him coming to terms with some things in his past, um, trying to clean up some things about his past and right some wrongs that he did without really knowing knowing what he was doing in the first place. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that we finally got that moment where he's basically asked straight up, like, why did he do the things he did as Ronan? and he finally just comes out and says it, and I predicted this, is when someone who's been trained all their life basically to hurt other people experiences that kind of trauma when they've lost the last sort of human attachment they have, they just revert back to their training. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what he was doing as Ronan. He didn't do it out of, like, a maliciousness to go out and just hurt people for fun. He did it because he figured, this is the only thing I've got left in me. <laughs> And it was the only thing keeping him alive throughout that entire experience through those five years. Um, and in his own kind of twisted way, he believed he was helping people by doing it. Um, but we now have sort of the, the Ronin thing is finally put to rest. We get that at the end of the show. Um, we get the bar- birth of a new Hawkeye in Kate Bishop. We get the not really setting aside, but sort of a new role for the old Hawkeye. And we get some plot threads at the end of the show to just hang on to and see where they lead. Um, we'll have to wait to see how big of a player Kingpin is going to be in future Marvel properties. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Because at this point, we don't... I don't think we know the exact next um, TV show. We know the next movie is Mom. Because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse to call Mom. it anything but that. <laughs> Doctor Strange Mom. Uh, Doctor Strange Mom. So I'm excited <laughs> to explore the multiverse of madness. Um, Cumberbatch's actual mother on screen. <laughs> it's just Benedict Cumberbatch in a wig. Uh, <laughs> Finger wagging the entire movie. <laughs> uh, oh no, you know what? It'd be even better if it was Benedict Wong in a wig. <laughs> That's... I wonder if on set they have to refer to them by last names. Oh, I didn't think about that until I, I'm the one that said it. Uh, <laughs> now I, uh, I, um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I'm excited to see what we get. And like, the biggest fuck you moment is the fact that the after credit scene is just the full musical number from the first episode. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, like, I, I hate loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of those things like when we got trolled at the end of Captain, Oh, Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, we got trolled there with the you know, Captain America PSA. So um, <laughs> I don't think the Marvel guys are beyond their few moments of trolling everybody who are hoping for more in an end credit scene. 
But I it's mean, nice we've to gotten some that. big end credit scenes now at this point. Yeah. It's nice to see that. And for me, it was nice to see it because I'm not a fan of musicals, but this is a musical I would go watch. And on top of that, we got introduced to that number in the first episode. Yeah. And then I was like, did they make a full production for this? Are yes, we just seeing part did. of this? And they did. They totally made a full production for it. So the one thing, as somebody that you're not a musical person, um, the main guy, uh, the the main singer in the the episode, um, his name is Adam Pascal. Pascal? Pascal. Pascal. I'm really looking at his name. I just couldn't remember how to say it. Uh, he is from Rent. He's from the stage production in the oh. movie of Rent. He played uh, Roger. The one that can only play one song over and over again, and it sounds like, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> Use that as well. <laughs> I knew well, Kim. I knew Kim was hearing me say that, and I knew she would be able to just yell it out to me. <laughs> um, but I yeah. enjoyed it. Like... Yeah, but people only not normal musical Broadway people only know him from Rent. I was mentioning Rent because Nate would know what Rent is. I do know what Rent is. Have you ever watched Rent? Nope. You should maybe watch Rent. I don't know. I'm bad at... If you want to watch a good musical, we're going to get out of spoiler territory because we're going over to me just talking really quick about... I highly recommend watching uh, Encanto, the newest uh, animated Disney movie. It is on... um, it's funny the movies we're both about to mention real quick are available for streaming at home uh but it's in theaters but it's also on disney plus now um absolutely fucking loved it this is another music uh, another movie that the music was done by lin-manuel lin-manuel miranda he doesn't sing in it he's not in it which is always a plus (laughs) let him write and create shit don't let him play in the things he creates um i absolutely loved it kim and i both ugly cried uh she at one point today was like hey we're gonna rewatch. i want to we i want to watch it again um and I'm, I'm all for it i highly recommend it beautiful movie wonderful everything everything the main character is voiced by stephanie beatrice from um brooklyn 99 hmm. she even has uh on her dress there's an embroidery of a rainbow that definitely everybody's pointing out is the uh bisexual colors <laughs> Because Stephanie Beatrice is bisexual. Mm-hmm. How, uh, great. Beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about you? Did you watch a movie that you think was incredible in everything, Nate? <laughs> Did I watch a movie that I think was incredible in everything? Uh, I watched a not-so-incredible movie. Oh, what? Um... <laughs> but people, people were excited for it. I thought everybody was excited for this movie. Everyone was excited for it, but your expectations are sadly going to be dashed upon watching this. Will I say it was a terrible movie? Not by any stretch, but it's not a great movie either. Um, I went to go see Matrix Resurrection with Dave, and... Well, I'll just go by the notes I wrote here. It is an unnecessary end cap to what is a good trilogy. Mm. Um, To what is an okay trilogy. Um, <laughs> to what is a trilogy <laughs> yes um, no it's an unnecessary end cap to this it didn't need to be made um, I understand that Lana Wachowski wants to make you know wants to continue the Matrix lore and things like that and that things felt sort of unended because the official canon ending of the Matrix series is not the movies the official canon ending is the, game, is right? the awful 
awful MMO that was Matrix Online. Yeah. Um, and there are even callbacks to that in this movie. Oh, no. Um, yes. So, and it's quite on the nose, by the way, but... Um, Does everything get really low res? <laughs> no, but um, it's... It just feels like it was meaningless at the end of the day. It feels like it. there was no purpose to the movie to begin with. The reintroduction of Trinity and Neo in their own ways, and I'm not going to spoil a lot of it, but their reintroduction is done in kind of the laziest way possible. Um, the reintroduction of Morpheus is done in a very lazy, sort of contrived fashion. You um, know what? You say no spoilers. I want one spoiler. One spoiler. Does Lawrence Fishburne come back? No. That's upsetting. It is. Is um, there a reason behind it? Do they explain why he doesn't? It is, because it is, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, he, from the new Candyman movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, he died. So, <laughs> uh, Morpheus dies in this universe. Um, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the reintroduction of a lot of old characters is done in pretty contrived ways. Um, the new characters in the movie are pretty great, but they don't get enough screen time to really flesh them out at all. They're kind of just there in the background as a new crew. Which is disappointing um, since one of those new characters literally chose this over being in Shang-Chi. The, for a movie series known for its action, the action in this movie was very lacking. I mean, some of the action scenes were just straight up boring to watch. It's a lot of jump cuts. It's... Neo basically has superpowers at this point, which, I mean, he did before, but yeah. it's overused in this movie to the point where he's not getting so much in fistfights as he is literally just force-pushing people away. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, if you watch it, that's what he does. He, he literally just force-pushes them away. Um, and it's really not fun to watch him fight at all anymore. Um, and that sucks because a big part of Matrix was... A big inspiration for the Matrix trilogy was old school Hong Kong action flicks. Yeah. Um, and you just don't get that in this film. Um, you get a lot of stuff that's obvious wire trickery and more stuff where it's like just, it's jump cutting so much. You just can't follow the fights anymore. Yeah. That um, does suck. It, it sucks a lot. Um, there are the, the hook of the movie are the callbacks to the original trilogy. That's the thing that sort of gets you invested in trying to find out where the story goes. But ultimately, it goes nowhere at the end of the day. Um, it is, frankly, just... I don't describe many films in this way, but it is a lazy film. Um, it was... I feel like it was rushed out. It was very poorly produced. It was very poorly directed and implemented. Um, and there's not a lot there to really grab onto, even as a Matrix fan. If you've dived into matrix lore like i have i go down lore rabbit holes on a frequent basis nothing in this movie adds that lore in any way yeah um it is is it it's just a bad do you need to have watched all three movies to like i guess get this one or could you literally watch the first one and be fine i think you would need to at least watch the first and the third movie yeah okay to understand. you don't even have to watch all the third movie watch the end of the third movie <laughs> and you'll understand this um but no, you do not need to watch all three movies to get where this is going. The second movie, honestly, could be cut. If you just watched the fir first and third Matrix, even without this movie added, you would understand everything there is to understand about the Matrix trilogy to begin with. We need to get uh, <laughs> we need Topher Grace to come in and do that 
that cut <laughs> yeah. of the entire trilogy. Exactly. But um, no, I think it's a movie that if you are interested in watching, save yourself the time and money. Do not waste time seeing it in theaters. Wait HBO Max. It oh, no, it's already. It's it day and date. Oh, it was HBO released Max. on uh, HBO Max. Well, you got HBO Max. Just go watch it there because this was honestly a wasted trip to the theater for me. That sucks. Um, and it was, we had an issue in our theater as well, where we're watching the trailers before the movie and they are deafening us. I'm talking about this theater was so loud. You could step out in the lobby and hear it from there. And we're Which like, theater theater 12 were we were at Cinemark. Oh, wow. Um, They're usually pretty we're, good. Yeah. And we had to go, Dave had to go out once. And then I had to go out once to tell them like, Hey, you've got to turn this down because a lot of people are complaining and we're just going to walk out. Like this is this is nuts. I mean, you're talking hearing damage levels. <laughs> God damn. Um, but we got it turned down by by the start of the film, and everything was good to go. But that wasn't what ruined my experience of this film. The film itself the film. <laughs> is is just not a good movie. And I'm I'm sorry to say because I know a lot of people love the Matrix. I know a lot of people wanted good things to come out of this film, but it's just not there. Um. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, if Lana Wachowski or even her sister goes further to make more Matrix films, um, they just try a little harder with the next one. Really. Yeah, where I gotta be <clears throat> honest, it, I feel like just don't, just don't touch it anymore. Realize, I, I don't know. I I, I have never really talked. We also, well, it's I, also if it makes money, people are gonna keep throwing more money yeah. at it. Um, well, if you want to expand the lore, do it like they were doing before with series like the Animatrix, comic books, make stuff a like TV that. Stuff show. that stuff that Halo had done. I mean, a lot of people complain that on Halo, Cortana died off screen, but it was like, really, did we need to see that happen in the first place? Yeah. So, well, especially there, that that is a. F I know a lot of people will complain about it. The way that you the story progresses god damn it i put this on just saying because we've talked about it a lot and to make note of it so i remember it in the notes um but the the way that they handled the story and halo i enjoyed it because people hated five i i enjoyed it but people hated the way that five is played the story of five i like the fact that the way that they did this was hey you remember five shit happens off screen so we get away from that story we have moved on yeah. to another story we have yep. taken care of, basically, Cortana, technically. It's mm -hmm. weird. That's what made me cry, by the way, when she has that realization. Because <laughs> um, I, I, very quickly, I'm like, oh, fuck. And then, not going <laughs> to yes. go into it too far. Again, not super spoiler. But when she figures it out, that's when I cried. Um, mm -hmm. well, I'll pair you with another, with another AI. Um, <laughs> Maybe another Cortana model. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, well, how about instead we talk about a movie that I'm pretty sure the entire world enjoyed, um, judging by the fact that it has made, uh, let's read that number again. Um, a billion dollars. <laughs> $1.05 billion. Billion dollars. Um, billion. That's right. We're talking Spidey spoilers. Spider-Man No Way Home. We're back. We're, we're finally getting everything we wanted out of a Spider-Man movie. Um, I fucking loved it. I loved every moment of it. I We saw it twice in theaters already. Uh, I may or may not have a copy that is 
not the best, but on my computer. Uh -huh. <laughs> what about you, Nate? Uh, this movie was fantastic through and through. Period. Um, if first of all, if you're a Spider-Man fan, this movie is like you're gonna need to change your pants after you're watching it. <laughs> um, but even if you're not a Spider-Man fan, if you just followed the Tom Holland Spider-Man throughout the Marvel Universe, uh, there's plenty of stuff there for you as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they executed almost everything perfectly in this movie. Well, they definitely executed one thing in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Um, I Kim and I talked about it a little bit. I've talked with a couple of different people about it. Mm -hmm. basically just online on uh spoiler fetch um but a lot of people have complained about the tom holland movies because he was very much spider-man the friend of the avengers um because mm -hmm. a lot of his movies revolved around tony uh and things that were directly related to tony so he was more of spy iron spider-man jr basically um <laughs> But the fact that they kind of pulled us, pulled the, the rug under from out, rug out from under our feet, um, that it was like, hey, the story of Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man takes three movies, technically, because um, mm -hmm. you don't get that great response or a great power great responsibility until three movies into your run and that was the greatest decision they could have possibly done and up until that moment in the movie you're like holy shit they they've completed his arc he is this is that moment where he realizes he has a decision kind of thing and then the next thing happens in this movie and you're like oh hey you get other peter parkers to help you make this decision <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. because it happened we got all three motherfucking Peter Parkers from all the movies so far uh, all we had to do was you know throw in some animated ones and be, be even more crazy um, man oh man I just I want to go see it again yeah can we go see Spider-Man no. oh no you're good you don't want to see it again Okay, you don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> no, I think uh, again, everything they did in the film was was amazingly executed for the most part. Um, I'll just get the the flaws out of the way since they're minor and few and far between. Mm -hmm. Um, the major flaws were with the villains because they were so packed in. There was enough time to sort of explore all of them. They did give them enough time on screen that you understand who they are and where they're coming from um yeah it very much is for some of them it is you have to have watched the original movies for you to know anything about them well uh, specifically sandman and the lizard yeah um both of who provided their voices the original actors were able to provide their voices but were not able to actually film for the movie yes they were not able to film for the movie the scenes that you're seeing with them in the movie is a lot of cgi trickery and a lot of stuff reused footage actually from older films that wasn't used yeah i loved um the fact that the sandman 
uh, cure scene is literally just him transforming into Sandman in reverse. Yes. I thought that was, I thought, like, I when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's the best way to do that without having to have anybody actually come in and do anything. Yep. And I mean, hey, yep. Sony already has all that, all that footage anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the, the reintroduction of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire into this movie was done brilliantly. Um, you understand that they are Spider-Man from other universes. You understand what their backstory is, how they failed in the past. You understand and that they by continued the end of the movie, beyond what we saw. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the movie, you do get redemptions for each character. One of them far more heartbreaking than the other. <laughs> um, yeah, the lizard but, gets his hand back. Yes. You also get out of this a much, I'm talking much more violent Spider-Man film than we have seen before. Um I'll just say it outright. Um, I mean, there's the obvious one, but the not-so-obvious one. The not-so-obvious one is Tom Holland Spider-Man straight up gets bodied in this film. Yeah. <laughs> like... uh, I don't remember. I don't remember um, Harry Osborn or Green Goblin being that fucking strong. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but God damn. I mean, my man gets folded like hard. Dropped through multiple <laughs> floors. <laughs> I'm talking. It feels like you're watching a pro wrestling match. If that pro wrestling match took place in the Rampage video game, <laughs> oh yeah, it is. I mean, they level up. They level an entire apartment building in one fight. It's ridiculous, and God, damn. you can see that Tom Holland is really struggling throughout this movie to even just keep himself together physically, let alone mentally and emotionally. He has faced some of the toughest villains he has ever fought before. I mean, I'm sorry. Vulture ain't got shit on these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vulture these was guys just are... trying to... You know, Vulture wasn't really a bad guy. He was just trying to make money. Make, make ends meet, you know? Trying to make ends meet and scare living shit out of his daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, who, you know, he has no idea who that is anymore. Yes. I mean, the, the obvious sort of violent moment in the film is um, when Aunt May tragically dies um she gets hit with a goblin bomb um gets smacked with a glider yeah and, uh, it's when you see that glider come through the window at her you're like okay she's not yeah. getting up we know what that glider does to bodies <laughs> well we we got the fake out and then of course the death um which is even more i think it's a way at least in writing terms is a more sort of impactful way to get at the audience's heartstrings there is to make you believe that she's going to be okay and then to show you that there's absolutely no way she could be. Yeah. Um, and it, it really paid off with, and this is where I, going back to that three mo three part movie to get him to be Spider-Man where you normally have one movie. Uncle Ben mm -hmm. dies quarter of the way into the movie. Barely have any time with Uncle Ben. Um, you don't really connect to them in any way. And then Aunt May's there for the rest of the series. Uh, this has been, Aunt May has been in his life, the only thing in his life, the entire series so far. And mm -hmm. then she basically sacrifices herself, doing what she believes is right. Yeah. But um, she is the one, of course, who delivers the the great, with great power comes great responsibility line, sort of solidifying this as our new Peter Parker's real origin story. Who? Um... <laughs> <laughs> But um, 
Yeah, this movie is a setup for the origin of a new Spider-Man in the yeah. MCU. Which they've already confirmed mm-hmm. that they are working on more. Sony, Sony and Marvel have confirmed more MCU-based Spider-Movies. Um, and real quick, just because we had mentioned hinting at it before. Uh, yeah, fucking Daredevil. Sorry, not Daredevil. <laughs> Matt Murdock. Yeah, Thus, Murdoch, it's yeah. Charlie Cox back as Matt Murdock, and he is Daredevil because he just mm-hmm. casually catches a, a brick because he's a very yeah. good lawyer. <laughs> How did you do that? I'm a very hey, good God. lawyer. <laughs> God damn. And that scene is even more fun when you remember that um, Happy, Happy's actor, uh, was the Ben Affleck Daredevil Foggy. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I think it's. <laughs> What's hilarious to me about that scene from a lore perspective is we know what Spider-Sense is. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Spider-Sense that I had to tell some people is Spider-Sense borders on precognition. It's not just a little tingle that he gets when he senses danger nearby. It's practically being able to see the future. Yeah. Um, But the fact that Murdoch senses now in a way that scene confirms that he's even faster than spider senses his senses are so attuned i mean he, can he was just closer to the brick sense. all right <laughs> i mean he was closer but also like did did peter even know the brick was coming through the window <laughs> like that's the question there yeah. um but either way I'm, I'm interested to see if they go somewhere with with matt murdoch as a daredevil in this universe um oh they are there's no way that yeah. he's not <laughs> But uh, you don't you don't do literally yeah. same week. Here's the introduction of guess what? Kingpin's back. Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio's back as Kingpin. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow night when this movie comes out, boom, it's official. <laughs> Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock. So, um, yeah. God, well, I, that I, was I the think first. We're all expecting it. <laughs> yeah, that was the first full audience scream. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the next one was was. Uh, Garfield, Garfield coming through, being like, "What's up? Go. It's me. I'm Peter Parker." I'm like, "Who the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> You're not Peter, dude." Well, it's it's great to see them all, of course, have sort of a bromance as Spider Bros, and then nerd out together. That whole scene, well, the the lab scene, but then the the three of them just talking on the mm-hmm. uh, scaffolding at the Empire State or the Empire State, the um. Statue, Statue of Liberty. Of I fucking love that scene. That I, I've literally just pulled up and watched that scene online multiple mm-hmm. times now. Um, well, I think the big part of that scene is, of course, when they're starting to lose against the villains, right? The sort of rogues gallery that they've introduced. Um, and the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man really gets his moment because he realizes, I've fought in a team before where you guys haven't. And so despite being the younger one, despite being the newer Spider-Man, mm-hmm. he has experience to introduce them to, instead of it just being them teaching him. Something that literally um, doesn't exist in the world because none of those other characters exist. Yeah. So Are you in a he, band? Yes. We sort of get his own uniqueness in that scene. Um, that he's able to coordinate and lead efforts, which is really good because that sort of leads me to believe that he's going to become, I mean, we know he's going to become a major player in a new Avengers, but that he may be a number one or a number two for the new Avengers. See, Um, I would love that. But at the same time, I think 
the way that the movie ends, because, okay, we'll just get it out of the way, spoilers. The the way that the, everything is solved in the end, after he they cure all of the villains, he has Strange do another spell to mm-hmm. erase everyone's mind of who Peter Parker is. Not Spider-Man, not right. that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, the mm-hmm. just Peter Parker in general, everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. And the... <laughs> fucking which which introduced us to the we that makes everybody cry when dr strange says we that basically says he loves him um mm-hmm. i'm like oh man don't do that <laughs> uh but yeah everybody forgets peter and we get basically a peter that has had this growth this character development and knows what he needs to do and who he needs to be without having anybody else know who he is no literally anything about him and now get to start new relationships so it is really interesting that we get hey he's spider-man and now we get to have spider-man movies we now get to have him doing whatever he needs to do to be the friendly neighborhood spider-man um because people know who spider-man is they just don't know anything about him anymore so he i don't think for two reasons one because of that i don't think he'd be as heavily involved or high up in the Avengers, and two, that is a really fucking hard thing to do with that with Sony and Marvel. Um, yeah, Sony is going to mm-hmm. want to do whatever the fuck they want with Spider-Man, and giving him to Marvel for free money, basically, or for losing out on all that money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to work out that well. Um, <laughs> I can see him being involved a lot still, uh, but I would also really like it to be. I want this next Spider-Man trilogy to be ground level. Um, mm-hmm. Like Vulture, the Vulture as a villain was great. Uh, Mysterio got a little bit higher up there, was more, still not Earth, Earth-breaking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but was a little bit larger scale than I wanted him to go into with these. But I, w- I would just love that. I don't think we're going to get it, because yeah. uh, other spoiler alert, the only other... Um, after credit that actually did anything with the, this movie specifically is that there is a piece of the symbiote Venom mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Yeah. I give that movie Which... two. I give that movie two of the next trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? We we may, if they really left that in there intentionally and it wasn't just a little cutesy Easter egg kind of thing, then I expect a new Venom in the MCU. Um, I will say, we are getting a Secret Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's been announced. I don't want to double check. <laughs> well. <clears throat> Secret Wars is close. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, Secret Invasion. Sorry. Mm. Oh, so that might not... Yeah, I'm mixing up Secret Invasion and then Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. But still, who knows? Because ah, that's where he gets um, that's where he gets the black suit in the first place. Is the original Secret Wars? Yeah. Well, we've still got a lot of stuff. I mean, coming along, and Spider-Man just adds to that even more. Yeah. Um, like I said, this movie was no movie is perfect. This movie was almost perfect. Um, and it paced really well, in my opinion. It's almost three hours long, I think. Oh yeah, 
Well, it's it's paced really well, and it's a very nice end cap to sort of the first part of this new Spider-Man that we have, and now we get to see where they decide to take it from here because we're not left on a big cliffhanger sort of kind of, oh, this is where it could go, potentially. We're left with Peter Parker entering a shitty apartment and having to start from ground zero. With <laughs> probably my favorite suit. <laughs> The mm -hmm. fact that we have the blue, the blue and red suit, it looked so good in the like thirty seconds we've seen of it, right. um, and I hope that they keep that and they don't decide, oh, let's change a little bit in the next one. Um, yeah. I want the night monkey suit back. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just like I like poor Peter. Poor Peter's a yeah. fun Peter. Well, it grounds him in his reality, right? He's not just. He's not a genius kid who has had all this privilege and had everything handed to him. Well, he is a genius it, kid. Well, he is a genius kid, but he he has to start from the same level that everybody else he interacts in New York with. And that sort of lets him sort of empathize with those people that he's helping and even some of the people that he's stopping. Yeah. Um, which was a big part of this film. The reason that he seeks out a cure is because of Aunt May's lessons and upbringing that basically everyone deserves a chance right um that there's always a way to rehabilitate somebody in some way yeah um and we ultimately do see that by the end of the film some of it's a little little janky here and there um especially with green goblin but um i mean we get some great moments film uh melina in this film was was amazing great. yeah which it just reminds you of how good he was in spider-man 2 oh yeah but I mean, you understand they carry over that storyline from Spider-Man 2 into this movie where it's not just him being this crazy evil guy who's heartbroken about his wife, but that this AI chip that controls his arm basically fucked up and it is the arms very much controlling him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it isn't until they come up with a new chip that Tom Holland Spider-Man develops that he's able to sort of silence that voice in his head and come back to terms with who he really is. And even though he's got these crazy SRs basically surgically grafted to his spine for the rest of his life, he understands that he can now use these things to do the kind of good he wanted to do with them. Um, yeah, that's the one cases, thing we kind of... really cool fights with other villains. Yeah. I was going to say, that's <laughs> the one thing that, that kind of um, we miss out on is... Obviously, yeah, sure, I get it. We're focusing on our world, our MCU. But it would be fun to see how that affects their original worlds um because like if you send norman back here but also send doc ock back here is that now all the same universe or have they split those two into two separate universes where <laughs> in doc ock he's fine but norman's still dead <laughs> Well, if we go back to the Loki series, right, we know about branching timelines and things like that. So my suspicion is... Yeah, three is, different yes, branches there, now. <laughs> there are now different branches to those universes' timelines where there is the branch that we see on screen where... Um, because we know that they only get teleported in this world because this is before their deaths, right? So that's so, the weird thing. Mm -hmm. Two of them don't die. Um mm -hmm. Doc Ock, uh, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and um, Electro I'm, die. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. Electro dies. I can't remember. It was a really shitty movie. Um, <laughs> Lizard is cured, and he even makes the joke in the movie when they're in the the uh, 
the lab that he's like, I already did it once. I can do it again. Uh, and they're like, what? I, I did. And he's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, and then uh, with. What's his name? Oh, Sandman. Sandman. Just we never see. We never see what happens. He yeah. joined Spider-Man on his side in the last bits of um, <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Uh, well, my funniest thing is they kind of sneak in a joke from one of the comics with Lizard Man where they're talking about, you know, how brilliant he is and everything like that. And when they said that line, I whispered to Dave and said, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, God. That and the, the, there's so many, so many memes that they threw in there. The fact that they had Norman say the I'm somewhat of a scientist, too, or whatever. God damn. Um, well, no, it's just it's there are hilarious moments in this film, but I think the interesting thing here, going back to the multiple timelines thing, is I would think there is a timeline where what happened on screen is, you know, what that timeline resolves in. Mm -hmm. um, and now there's other timelines branching off of other universes now, where, you know, before at least some of the villains did die, now there's a timeline where okay, yes, they died. That's what we saw happen, and they were you know, all the way through, and then another timeline where they're cured now, and that leads to possibly now some new advancements in these other universes. Yeah. Because we know <laughs> that the mainline MCU has better tech than these other two universes. <laughs> I like the idea, I had this thought while watching it, um, that they get cured, get teleported mm -hmm. back to the exact moment that they were, and still die. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> if you think about it, in the end, uh doc ock switches switches back he knows what he's doing he like is cognate and dies trying it's saving yeah. everybody um harry has that moment not harry sorry norman has the moment as he's getting impaled or about to be impaled i can't remember exactly uh where he's like oh <laughs> literally like <laughs> oh and that's in my head i'm like oh he came back he came back that's cured harry or it cured cured norman and he's just like, well, fuck, I'm still dead. <laughs> like to 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 Tom Holland Spider Man, everybody's fine. Everybody went back. They're living their lives. Great. What he doesn't know is he sent them all back, cured, but still died. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the funny things is is I watched the little villains panel they did. Um, it was part of some kind of expo they were hosting. Um, and so they had Alfred Molina. Was this the one where Alfred um, Molina was like, I'm back for the money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, and Jamie Foxx all sitting together doing a villains panel for this film. And um, they had gone to the to the topic of costumes. Um, and Willem Dafoe said, you know, well, I think with the new technology they have now, they can make these costumes more form-fitting, a lot more comfortable. He basically said he was miserable in mm -hmm. the original costume. Oh, yeah. Um, it was very stiff, very hard to move in. wasn't fun at all to, to do stuff in, but he, he did what he could with it. Um, and my suspicion was, okay, they're going to keep him in the mask and the Green Goblin outfit throughout the entire film, but we see him very early on destroy that. Um, Which I really liked. So we, I liked it too, and I think that was just a nod to the fact that he did not want to wear that costume through that movie. <laughs> well, I think people also pointed out that it's it's very similar to um, Spider-Man leaving the costume in the mm -hmm. garbage and all that. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, I can get that. But, uh, but I think we're both on the same page here. We both love this movie to death. Yeah. Um, 
I think if you haven't watched it yet, if you're a fan of MCU or Spider-Man or anything Marvel related, this is something that you do not want to miss. Um, <clears throat> it is it is one of the few movies that I can say is an event in the MCU. It's not just its own standalone thing. It is an event that occurs that informs the rest of where the MCU could possibly go. Yeah. Um, Which, speaking of, uh, mm -hmm. final after credit, not an actual normal after credit. It's literally the first teaser we get of uh, Multiverse Multiverse. of Madness. Which is where a lot of people are saying the whole should watch you have to watch what if to understand one of the doctor strange's we're not sure not 100 percent sure the way that what if ends it's very he's kind of busy he's got his hands full dealing with something else <laughs> um so who knows what we do know is this is the first time that we've had a direct reference to a disney plus marvel show which is mm-hmm. uh doctor strange bringing up westview to um wanda and that makes me excited and happy that we are finally getting that there you um, go. but we also get uh mordo is back yeah probably a villain this time there's i'm not gonna say things that i've been reading online <laughs> just in case because well, people are fucking dead on with some of these or these theories and shit um that was the I'm one thing you know go ahead we get in well i'm just yeah, I'm hoping we get full on Baron Mordo. Like, that's what I that's what I wanted out of the first Doctor Strange film. And even though Maz Mikkelsen is a great actor, I was disappointed in his villain. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I want to see Doctor Strange actually go toe to toe with somebody who's on an equal playing field with him. <laughs> yeah, that they're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hate to say it, but it, it's most likely gonna be Wanda. Um, well, the ring Wanda can practically almost tear thanos apart like <laughs> that's scary <laughs> yeah uh but i will say the one thing just one last thing about the movie in more of the culture around marvel movies in general um the internet whether through theories or rumors there was nothing really super surprising in this movie um mm-hmm. again wonderful near like you said near perfect uh, I don't think there's a single there was maybe like one or two things that were just slightly off from what people guessed but mm-hmm. overall this entire movie was, was guessed uh, down to um, Andrew Garfield catching MJ as the redemption mm-hmm. of, of not being able to save Gwen um, yeah. which again fucking god damn that is an emotional scene uh, yep and like there there's reasons why people the internet is immediately calling for andrew garfield to get his third amazing spider-man movie and i mean hey the m the the sony has their own spider universe why not just give it to andrew garfield <laughs> uh, well they definitely could um i don't know i mean toby mcguire straight up gets stabbed in the gut and just he's fine. walks it off <laughs> yeah he's fine he's been stabbed like you said he's been stabbed before the yeah. the back oh. joke oh god <laughs> I'm just watching that movie. I'm watching that scene like that man is bleeding. Please get him some medical attention. <laughs> when he when uh when Tom Holland hugs them goodbye, he's like, "You're in a lot of pain right now." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, speaking of the future, after this movie, um, 
we don't get anything Marvel until May. Until July. No, it's, it's May. May. Oh, it is May. May sixth. Why did they? May sixth. Yes. It might be an old date. So we get uh, Multiverse of Madness on May sixth, and then after that, oh, we also get. Is this? No, I'm looking at that wrong. Okay, May sixth. Yes, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. And after that, in July, we get Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, so the only thing. Oh wow, this is an old list. Mm -hmm. oh, why is it not in order? That's fucking stupid. Yeah, well, the that's what I was looking we at. don't know, and this is the fun thing. We're supposed mm -hmm. to have a bunch of Marvel or Disney Plus shows. We don't know any dates. Um, nope. The closest Ms. we Marvel, know is Miss Marvel supposed to be summer. Summer. Yeah. We got uh, Moon Knight, She Hulk. What if season two? Which I don't know if what if season two is going to make it. Um, I've been seeing rumors that it might have had to have been pushed back uh, due yeah. to production delays. Um, Guardians is supposed to get that holiday special. Uh, and for some reason it's showing. I'm, this thing I'm seeing says Secret Invasion is supposed to be 2022 as well. But I don't know. Uh, all I'm saying is thank God we have Boba Fett starting next Wednesday. So we have something to <laughs> give us something a little bit at least. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for Boba Fett. I know people were hoping for more Mandalorian, but I'm excited for Boba Fett. I'm excited for a potential crossover between the two. Give us again. Give us a break. Give us a little uh, 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 Mandalorian break. Let him come up with more things to do without having his baby, a little baby Grogu. I mean, his next thing to do is get Grogu back. <laughs> yeah, so you need some time between that, right? Yes, I think. Uh... Do we get Grogu back as a teenager, like? He's all huffy. He's like Teen Groot. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. But um, I think at the end of the day, yes, we do need a break from Mandalorian. Because Mandalorian is a dense fucking series. There's a lot of stuff there to process good. still. Good. Plus, um, now they have to figure out what they're going to do now that they've removed one of the actresses. Because mm -hmm. don't, think... don't be openly a shit person. We've talked about this. Don't be a I shit person. But in, if you're in the uh, Hollywood... Uh, shut your mouth a little bit. I think their best move at this point is just to leave it alone. Just don't reintroduce her as a character. Yeah. I mean, she was a side character at best for, what, two or three episodes? and you She know, was just, a bigger just... part of this the second season, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, the yeah. the original plan was she was supposed to have her old, whole, a whole spinoff show. Which is yeah. that, the Star Wars spinoff shows, that's a whole other thing that we don't know dates on yet. I know we're well, getting a, another season of Bad Batch, and I can't fucking wait. I'm at the point where it's just... It, it, I don't think the series needs Cara Dune to continue. Mm -hmm. um, it's just an unnecessary part. It's an unfortunate unnecessary part of it because I'm sure people would like to see more of her. I would like to see more of her. But at the end of the day, if you have to cut an actress, I think with having her in a couple episodes, it's probably just worth it just to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? They could re recast. I, I mean, hell, we've just been talking about the MCU where they've recast multiple roles. Mm -hmm. Well, that the best the best recasting was Don Cheadle as Rhodey because he just comes in and says, "I'm here now. Deal Do with it. it." Yeah. <laughs> it's what's it? It's me. I'm here. Yeah, it's me. Um, I'm here. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Between you know, him, him, and uh, and um. Oh fuck! I can't remember his name right now. But the Hulk. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great plan. Great idea. Cast those people. Yeah. Change those people. And I mean, we have a third recasting Mark coming Ruffalo. up. With yeah, thank Sweet. you. Um, 
we have uh, Ant-Man's daughter being recast for the next movie because mm -hmm. she's actually going to be playing an important role to the plot, I guess. Yeah. Well, she may become another person of the ant family. <laughs> another person <laughs> of insect variety. Uh, the ant colony. <laughs> all right, Nate. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um, I don't think so. I think this is a wrap. Um, you know, again, we've got stuff in the pipeline. I'll be back on our Twitch channel on Tuesday. Still don't know what I'm going to play yet. Um, still working that out. If anybody who has suggestions, please feel free to drop them in, on our social media pages. Well, I know two things that I have to do. Um, mm -hmm. well, let me let me pull it up real quick so I can remember exactly which one's which. Let's see. I have to uh, still do my horror stream. Um, because we didn't get around to doing that during the 24-hour the stream. Um, mm -hmm. As well as, I now have to do a full playthrough of Breath of the Wild on Master Mode. Oh, boy. Um, oh, no, that's right. I forgot about that. I, we hit, Pat, well, obviously we hit 1,000. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah... I uh, have to do a month of drunk drawing streams. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I got plenty of wine to drink. Yeah. And you got a fancy smancy tablet. Why did you give me a face? Yeah, blah is the truth. It's funny. The twelve the $1,200 mark I had as an additional 12-hour stream for Christmas weekend, um, mm -hmm. we obviously did not hit it. We did stream for, I think, almost five hours. <laughs> I can I, I can think I'm going to play... I want to play something chill for once. So I'm going to play Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> Do it. Uh, it is supposed to be, it's really fun from what I've seen, but um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode, the last 2021 episode of Space Time Taco. As always, you can find us on all the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Find me everywhere as Time Burrito. And a little teapot. <laughs> this is our first episode. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. <laughs>